Well, welcome to another Writer's Bookshelf. Well, of course, me, Mr. David Driver, the Gingerlicious <laughs> Company Presents podcast. And boy, are you in for a rare treat today. You'll be listening to this, as usual, on a, on a Tuesday. New episodes always get posted up on a Tuesday. We are recording on a Saturday and we are in the world-famous Gingerlicious studio in the <laughs> heart of Silsden. And uh, for the last... Three or four weeks I've been saying it's raining, it's cold, it's windy. The sun has actually come out and why? And I think it's down to my guest. An absolute treat indeed. Some people will know this intoxicating gorgeous lady from the open mic scene and also (laughs) from the radio days. I've probably mentioned her name over the past three years. And I do mean three years. We've finally managed to catch up. And I've nipped over to the mighty city of Bradford to collect her so she can't escape. We've had a good old chat, a nice walk, mm-hmm. and a lovely coffee. And we are now here to uh, tell you more, if you haven't guessed. And I've also got some photographic evidence just to make sure she's still walking <laughs> planet Earth. You're laughing, so you may pick up on the accent on that gorgeous voice. It is, of course, the one and only Samar Shaddad. How are you doing, Samar? Hello, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm. I am fine. It is your debut on the podcast. I've interviewed you a couple of times before, or yeah. at least once on the radio. We've got many, many things to talk about, and we've been laughing because you've got your books in mm. front with so much. What we're yeah. going to do is we're going to warn the listeners now because we're <laughs> going to do it in two parts because people know I can talk and people who know you <laughs> certainly know you can talk. When we get together, we're going to get round about 35 minutes and then they'll have to wait. We will continue with a full interview, but the listeners and, the, and all the podcast fans will have to wait until the following, the following week. But just before we start chatting away, once again, I've got to say hello, America. I've got to say hello, Oregon and hello Virginia goodness me please let me know who you are and once again England and Scotland downloading and who is the mystery downloader in Spain Mm. Samar what has been happening because you've been telling me if you don't mind you've been telling me about happiness bit of sadness highs and lows and just for the people who don't know you if you don't mind let's go right back to the beginning, mm. if you don't mind. Yeah. Orig- obviously, Iranian from Iran. Yeah. Persia. <laughs> You've been living in the UK for the past 16 years. Yes. And just to remind us, I still cannot believe it because <laughs> you, are a, you are a speaker of many languages. When you came to the UK, you couldn't speak a word of English. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's so just, true. If you don't mind, I mean, it, it, I know people... I still can, I speak. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just remind us about, about the... For the people who don't know you, people listening for the first time, it's all about you. It's about your poetry and your journey. You're now living in the UK and you, ha- mm. you are happy. Yeah. And I do believe you are now in... A happy relationship. Maybe yes. we might talk about that. Yes, smiling. So you came to the UK mm. 16 years ago. Yeah. And just briefly in yeah. a few minutes, probably just take so, us on that massive journey. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a long journey. And um, yeah, I came 16 years ago. And um, um, answering the question you ask, uh, 
what's been happening life's been life is oh i told you i cannot speak english life life has been happening um ups down sadness happiness excitement disappointments and a lot of things really life life is full of many surprises and here i am and you're here now and the of the many languages obviously speaking english <laughs> yeah i think so and that's why learning. this conversation is you're happening learning. <laughs> you're learning a little bit of spanish and portuguese i'm yeah. gonna get this wrong now so i do you speak arabic yeah I understand yes goodness any more uh yeah but you never know <laughs> you never know uh yes i obviously i always say this is subject to debate my first language i don't consider as my first language anymore is farsi or persian and i understand a bit of arabic because it's a very um soulful language and and i love arabic music and as i explained to you i had a relationship with someone from brazil a few years ago and that opened the door to latin american literature and uh since then i never stopped reading uh from uh, uh, writers poets in spanish and brazilian portuguese and just tell us because we, oh, i'm learning italian as well but <laughs> i'm not that serious about it <laughs> we've had we've had a little bit of, we've had a little bit of conversation yeah. we, we've caught up via sort of social media which is oh, well. brilliant but what fascinates me is and you've you've told me about this sort of obsession i wouldn't use the word obsession oh, well. <laughs> with with reading oh yes what, what just tell people what time are you getting up in the morning to read i think i remember when first we did um 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 i think we did it at kisley library right but, but are you getting up and i told you i wake up very early in the morning <laughs> yes. because i want to see the sunrise you that's a similar obsession uh i wake up four in the morning yeah and you're reading so you're getting a good sort of three three and a half hours uh reading time in so yeah before, before you go to work yes i leave half past seven so i have good three and a, three and a half hours to read and i always read four books at the same time <laughs> i know what you're gonna say you're gonna say how how you keep track of each one of them so what i do what i read in bed when i wake up is different from what i read uh when i am um uh on my way to work and what i read when i come back from work home if i'm getting on the bus is different from why i read in bed before falling asleep and i that's tell so you something i know oh, that's so crazy right <laughs> um what was really interesting i tried many times to get one book finished then i saw another one but i get bored i just feel like it's very unsettling for me to read only one book doesn't make sense i know it doesn't but i'm used to it after all these years so i read books and i also practice languages in the morning yeah i love it and that is absolute that is, that is dedication imagine everyone is in bed sleeping <laughs> <laughs> that is that is dedi- that is dedication for you so where does where does the love of poetry come from is it because you you are a very creative person you want to express yourself you're enjoying life mm. and poetry appeals to you it's that raw emotion of your feelings your journey Hmm. i think um i i i see myself as an exiled and um, if you don't have a country if you don't feel you ever find a home again 
you try to fill that gap and I think for me languages and books uh, fill that gap mm-hmm. and maybe that's why I'm very obsessed with reading and languages because I have replaced the family that I've left behind um, the mother uh, who passed away um, exactly one week after the 10th the anniversary of me coming to UK um, I find I don't know how does it sound but I feel like I found things to replace those people those places mm-hmm. and um, that's that's where the obsession coming from I think these are things that put me together uh, stop me from breaking down mentally emotionally mm-hmm. 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 so you're there looking at the <laughs> I, I know I know it's coming I mean all people listening now to this podcast they are um, they also can't see what's going on <laughs> but um, you're tapping away on the mobile because I believe you've got some poetry yes on the um Oh, not only on the mobile, but on on the book, and what and what makes me laugh, you you, you are in, in a good way. We have been talking a lot about what's happened in the past and reflection, mm. and just flicking through the pages of, yeah. of the book of the jotter in front. You've been yeah. saying saying things like "Oh my God" and and yeah. sort of practicing. And do, do you feel you've been a little bit not rock removed, but you've been missing mm. the possibly the open mic and the poetry community, the poet poetry family. Is that something you want to get back into? Yes, I think, um, yeah, that's true. That's something that I said it myself as we were having our lunch today. I think I've been away for a very long time. And I think my relationship with poetry has changed like all relationships. Uh, as I said, um, um, language is not a thing, is a living being. So mm-hmm. in relationship that I am in with language, I see myself as evolving, not evolve because you cannot be evolved once. We are human beings and we change even in relation to language. And for some time, it is still going to be the case. However, not exactly the same. It's going to change slightly because I miss my poetry community I miss uh, hearing other people and I miss being heard. Um, uh, My relationship with poetry has become very private. So in spite of getting up in the morning four and read four books a day, learning three languages a day and be very focused. And I I, I started um, some time ago to feel I want to shut the door of my room and I want to be alone with this living being. I want to be focused on that, on this relationship. And I think poetry, um, I used to go a lot here and there, do reading, but I felt, and I think when you feel something as a poet, you need to, you need to acknowledge that feeling. We are in touch with our emotions if, if you are artists and poets. So I decided to have a bit of privacy in this relationship Mm -hmm. um, and be alone with poetry and words um, and poetry become a personal private matter that love making behind the closed door. So I continue to read, I continue to write, um, but I stayed very private in this relationship and I enjoyed it. I think silence, not having publicity, 
um, and being alone with yourself in solitude uh, has deepened that relationship, this relationship mm-hmm. which I have with language. Mm-hmm. Are you coming out of the privacy now? Are you going to start <laughs> sharing? You, I, I, like, I like these different sides, different facets of Samar because mm. obviously when we first met, you, um, I'm I, older I, now. <laughs> it's, it's That's what I've changed. I'm wiser. <laughs> older, wiser. I mean, we've always had a good, a good laugh, and always been able to chat quite sort of openly. Yeah. And the the Samara I first sort of met, I think, like as you said, was so that crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Keith Library was very, very sort of crazy, oh, no. giddy, enjoying life, very bubbly, and, and and as you've just explained, you know, sharing poetry. Mm. Um, and like you said, you know, I think that's about so seven years ago now since yeah. we uh, first sort of met. But wow. I do, I do get the uh, the, the privacy. Mm. I get that as any sort of writer, if it's poetry. Uh, short stories and anyone sort of doing a lot yeah. of lot of reading a lot, lot of writing sometimes you can lock yourself in and just like, like you've said share yourself mm. but then you probably answered this question you've got to emerge I think every now and then and just yeah. see what and, and possibly more so as a poet maybe if you're a novelist or depending mm. on what creative outlet you've got maybe a painter something like that sculptor um, I, I don't know maybe I am wrong but I think a poet as you've said, is living the moment, the emotions, what's mm. happening. You've, you sometimes have got to emerge. It would be nice to see you back. I know. Behind, I know. well, not behind the microphone. Well, obviously the microphone in the studio, but out there, out there on the stage and uh, I, I miss that too. Reading I do. the I do um, reading the wonderful poems that you have. Yeah. You, you you have pen. So can I have an exclusive? Then are you are you going to get back on the stage? Uh, I tend to, I, I think I have a temptation to meet more often with my poet, poet friends. Don't, don't worry, people, I'll be working and, on that temptation. Um, yeah, I miss that. And I think having a full-time job is a challenge. Mm. But um, I do miss it, I do. Because sometimes um, we are so plunged into crazy life that... Um, leave us no choice but to work hard to pay bills and not not working to pay bills i love my job but i feel there are there is another lens through which we see the world mm-hmm. and um, there are other way of interpreting the world and when you don't look through that lens. I'm not saying I have I have stopped seeing the word as a poet. I'm saying going and meeting with people who write poetry and they interpret things in a very emotional way. Um, we need that too. We need to make some some time for it. For as I said, for me, it's been happening very privately um, in my solitude, but I miss that community i told you i feel like i belong mm-hmm. to that community i would of be nice to you belong to that <laughs> to um, be there again <laughs> and i and i have said it we have been both been very good today because i did oh, tempt no. you in another way with cake oh. and then we decided on a scone yeah but we're not doing it oh. we're not going to be tempted by the cake very good behave yeah it's unprecedented but we've yeah. managed <laughs> We've managed. We shall see. We still have time. I still have time before I go to sleep. We still go to bed at night. Right. I think it's now time to share, and I'm going to leave this in your your capable hands. You can share as much or as little 
um, poetry, maybe an explanation before or after, and it's possible we may well get more than one language. Or we might get both, we might get the English and another language. Um, I shall leave it over to you, Samar, the microphone. This could be a little bit risque, but when I say the microphone <laughs> is yours, it's... Uh, and I take it home with me. You take it home. And it doesn't matter, just to say this, it doesn't matter about the language, simply because when you spoke on the radio before, um, we have to be sometimes careful what time, it doesn't matter if there is any language or adult content in the poetry because it's a podcast um yeah i'm going to read a poem i came here not thinking that i'm going to read this um i wrote a lot during the lockdown i think i felt like covid pandemic really affected me i was a single parent and my son couldn't go to school like many other children so for um, it's, that's something I've sort of overlooked. Yeah, difficult sort of yeah. times then of in the yeah, yeah. As, as a as a as a single parent at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a PhD student. Something that I didn't accomplish, didn't finish. It wasn't for me. Academic writing. I funny. I I read academic texts, but the way I in um, explain them in my own words is a very poetic way. Mm. So that was the biggest struggle I had in terms of academic work. So, um, pandemic happened and that affected me hugely because um, I told you I didn't get to see my mom for 10 years and she died of heart attack. She had dementia mm-hmm. and I carried on with my study. And, and your mom was still living in? Yes, Iran. I, I, Iran, yes. And I didn't see her for 10 years. Mm. And um, when COVID happened, staying at home, it's like life life stopped and everything that i brushed on the carpet i could see i couldn't avoid it uh, i couldn't avoid things that i tried to ignore and just being focused on my education and my life and what what helped me to get through lockdowns um was writing writing i wrote a lot and the poem i'm going to read is um a fruit of uh, mm-hmm. lockdown um because it was very hard for someone who used to live in uh, leave the house in the morning and come back in the evening feel like she's accomplishing something education wise job wise when everything stopped i faced my personal fears personal sorrows um so this poem uh, which is um, which is originally written in Farsi, and um, is translated into English and Brazilian Portuguese, uh, published in these three languages. It's called. Um, I'm going to read the Farsi version. Why don't you read all all three, please? Do not ask me to read in Portuguese. Oh well, I didn't realize. <laughs> See, not sorry. She, you can't. You, you can read the Portuguese. You, not, I don't have the I, confidence to go. No, I'm sorry, no, because I know you. I know you publicly. Speak, I know you speak to different languages. Yes, uh, but obviously some a little bit more. Yes, co- confident than than others. You know, I do love the. Farsi. Let's just stick to Farsi and English. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yes, go. Tora ba tamam zanan jahan qismat mikonam. Tora ba tamam zanan jahan qismat mikonam. Chera ke har zanist 
که گرمی آفتاب را با گندم انگشتهایش لمس کند و قایق چشمهایش به عمق دریاها تم بسپارد و جمله های را به گوش بیاویزد و لبانش تیزی شمشیر را حس کند انگشتانم را در موهای تو جا گذاشتم الماس شعرهایم را از گوشهایت آویختم نگاهم را به اوریانیت دوختم برای روزی که تند تندیس زیبایی به خلوت زن دیگری است روزی که من در جستجوی قبله دیگر ترکت کرده باشم عشق من چشمهای تو استخانهای مرا دیدن و در زیر ناخونهای تو پوست من گوشت من برای همیشه باقیست بیهوده میکوشی تاریخت را از نو بنویسی بهترین شرابها قدیمیترین شرابها هستند و بهترین عاشقان آنها که تاریخشان را انکار نمیکنند تو را با تمام زنان جهان قسمت می کنم چرا که تو حقیقت منی در روزگاری که مرا انکار می کند و حقیقت من به سان هر حقیقت دیگری تنها با تقسیم شدن است که آزاد می شود که جاودانه می شود تو را با تمام زنان جهان قسمت می کنم چرا که حق هر زنی است که حقیقت مرا بشناسد که آزاد باشد I, like, I always say, Samar, and I don't mean this in any rude, ignorant way. Obviously, I don't understand. What do you want to say? I, no, but I don't understand a single don't word. Don't say it now. I, I remember. I remember the first time we met back in 2017. Yeah. And you first read. That day you met me. Yeah, but the, the... And I think, and I said this before, and I will say it again. Even though, you know, I don't speak... Farsi. I think with poets, you do connect because obviously I'm looking at you and on the old mic people will and, and it, it quite obviously very sort of poetic and sometimes... Yeah, it's a very poetic Well, so sometimes you don't have to understand, understand what people are saying. Um, it sounds strange, but but that's that's what I sort of believe and sometimes I do think some poetry may well sound better in other languages. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Have we got the English version? Yes, absolutely. So... Um, just a second. Because um, I, I would not be. I, I, I would have so translate, but I'll, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> so, the poem is called "I Share You with All the Women of the World." I share you with all the women of the world, for it is the right of every woman that the weight of her fingers touches the warm of warmth of the sun, and the boat of her eye surrenders to the depth of the seas and hangs on. Her ears affectionate sentences, and her lips feel the edge of the sword. I have left my fingers in your hair. I have hung the diamond of my poetry from your ears. I have stitched up my lip glim. I have stitched up my glimpse to your nakedness for the day that your body is the statute of beauty in the privacy of another woman. The day that I have left you in search of, in search for another gebler. My love, your eyes have seen my bones and under your nails, my skin, my flesh forever remain. In vain you are trying to rewrite your history. The best of wines are the eldest wines and the best lovers are those who do not deny their history. I share you with all the women of the world because you are my truth in an era that denies me and my truth like any other truth only when shared, only when shared becomes free, becomes immortal. I share you with all the women of the world because it is the right of every woman to know my truth, to be free. 
<laughs> I like very, very Thank you. nicely read there, Samara. So it was a pleasure, as I said, to catch up with you because we haven't seen each other and you're back smiling. Oh no, I'm You're laughing and joking <laughs> and smiling want to see on the uh, on the on the uh, open mic scene. What mm. is what is the uh, the next, the next poem you're going to share. And I'm just being a little bit nosy there. I'm just looking at this, just and I'm not sure ha- if I can read my handwriting. That's that's well, the only challenge I have. Is, so one thing I thought I would never hear, as in, I thought I have two, I have sort of two styles of handwriting. I do have quite good handwriting. My late mum used to say, <laughs> "David, you've got nice, you know, lovely handwriting." And when I put my mind to it, but I also have the quick scribble writing, which most people do. And I was laughing to myself when you said. Mm. I can't read it because I suffer that same. If I'm really sort of writing nicely, but then sometimes I do scribble things down, yeah, and I have to look at them twice to think, what the hell does that does that say? I know. Um, and, and, but don't worry, you won't be the only person. That I think that. I'm a bit nervous as well. You know, um, I speak like a bird when I speak English, and I was a translator speak for a couple like of years. A bird, <laughs> not a stop. There is no gap. <laughs> but. Um, when you sit down and people can hear you, you feel more mm. nervous. And I know... Um, you know me well enough. There's only me and you in the studio. Oh, I stop lying. <laughs> and uh, I know that English, it is my first language, but it's something that I've been learning and I'm still learning. Yes. Um, so I lose confidence knowing that there are a lot of people listening and they speak English as first language. So I still, I lack confidence and... Um, Never. So I am going to read a poem um, that I wrote, if I have a look at this page. So 30th of March, 2018. And uh, we're talking about six years ago, almost. And that time um, I was doing my MA in Middle East politics and... Um, a course that really changed my life. And I am very political coming from Middle East, from Iran. We are born into politics and is in our blood as uh, like poetry. And um, and I think sometimes you have frustration that um, only poetry can convey. Mm-hmm. And the difference between poets and uh, politicians is that when a poet writes something, it's not to get people to love them. It's, it's for telling the truth. And I treat this poem as, as a statement, mm-hmm. not a political statement, a statement from a poet. Um, it's been translated into English, but I'm going to read it in Farsi if that's okay. I think it's time for you guys to learn Farsi. Um, I think we could have a Farsi podcast. Oh, wow. Well. I'll tell you what, when we finish <laughs> recording, we'll have a chat. and then. But you'll have to take the lead because I can play oh, the yeah. music and introduce. Yeah. And then it'll have to be yeah, over absolutely. to you. Yeah. The English Farsi podcast brought to you by Dave and Samar. Wow, imagine me and you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be two hour long episodes. Two crazy people. <laughs> okay, so... Um, نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما کودکیم را دزدید قطاری که برای همیشه گوش پدرم را کر کرد 
کارخانه‌ای که قبرستان جوانی مادرم شد و خانه‌ای که از تمام کوچه تنها انتظار را میدید. نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما جیغ مدیر مدرسه به راهروها امتداد میبخشید و ما را به پشت نیمکت‌هایی میکشاند که گوراندیشه بود. نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما دختران همسایه زود بالغ می شدند و چراغ کوچه های تاریک آتش سیگار به دست پسر، پسرهای بیکار محله بود نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما قلب زنان سرزمینم در آشپزخانه ها میسوخ و آرزوهایشان در اتاقهای زایمان سخت میشد نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما خدا چشمهایش را بسته بود و انسان الفبای گفتگو را به خاطر نداشت نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما بسان الهی نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما شعر بسان الهی بر گور کاغذها پای میکوبید و من شاعری بودم که رستاخیش رستاخیش رستاخیزش را به شعر نشسته بود نمیخواستم شاعر باشم اما I had no intention to be a poet I had no intention to be a poet but my childhood was stolen by the whistle of the train that made my dad forever deaf by the factory that became the graveyard of my mother's youth and by the house that whose windows could only spot longing from the whole alley. I had no intention to be a poet, but the scream of the school headmaster was stretching out the corridors, dragging us behind the desk that were the grave of intellect. I had no intention to be a poet, but the girls of neighbors were maturing early and the lamp of the dark streets was the light of cigarettes in the hand of unemployed boys from the neighborhood. I had no intention to be a poet, but the, he- the heart of women of my country were getting burned in the kitchens and their dreams were getting miscarried in labor rooms. I had no intention to be a poet, but God had his eyes closed and man could not remember the alphabet to start the conversation. I had no intention to be a poet, but poetry was like a goddess dancing on the grave of papers, and I was a poet occupied with writing her resurrection. I had no intention to be a poet, but... It's been a long time, Samarva. It's an absolute pleasure to hear Thank your you. voices in English or Farsi. Brilliant, Thank you. brilliant Thank you very much. stuff, indeed. I tell you what we are going to do. Have we got a couple more? Yeah. Because I think now this is now this is where this is where, for the first time ever, the podcast listeners will be absolutely amazed because now they know a little bit more about you mm-hmm. and you're sharing your wonderful work. We're going to share. Or you're going to share, should I say, mm-hmm. a couple more poems. Yes, and sure. then we will record episode two. But the wonderful and faithful podcast listeners will have to wait a whole week before they can hear it. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, I can hear them all say. But oh. that is good marketing. So which which ones do you think you want to... Uh, well, entirely up to you. So... Let's talk about love, right? <laughs> and heartbreaks. <laughs> Please, um, Samar on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> um, um, it's always, if you don't mind me saying, this plays a big part in your life. Because all, we've already, we know we've had many conversations, interviews over the years, and you write 
poems, poetry about love. And mm. you talk about love. So what, what is love to Samar? And why does it play such a big part? You know, answer uh, that as much or as little as you feel. So I think... Um, why can't I answer that question? <laughs> I've never stumped you with a question. Oh, I know. Can you believe? You can say now everywhere you go. Um, I think as we were talking, um, um, I think we touched on love. And I talk a lot, actually, about love mm-hmm. uh, before coming here. <laughs> Maybe I've said what I wanted to say. I've forgotten now. Um, I think <laughs> meaning of love has really changed for me. Um um, I think when I was younger, I think love for me and I was dreamful. By dreamful, I mean naive. I thought I was on the assumption that um, love, you when you say you are looking, you are waiting for the person you can love and they can love you back. People who are like you, necessarily they share the love of poetry, have same political stand. Um, but that has changed for me. I think love means finding someone, having someone that make you feel home mm-hmm. and give you a home. Um, and I told you how happy I am in my relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot in common, but we are very good together because... It he could be listening. It could be listening. Give a shout out. Give a shout. I think that improved my relationship. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but I definitely advise him to listen to this. Who, who is this? Uh, Adam. Who, who, Adam. Uh, yeah. You lucky devil. Yeah. Lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me laugh. Um, so he loves football, and which I team? try at the beginning which, of which oh, Bradford City all the way. Oh my goodness! So we've actually got a Bradford City fan in our midst. He's one, a fan. I am not. I always tell him, why fan. would you go all the way and sit down watching people running after a football? That's, that's my understanding of football. And we're talking about a man who never you, misses a match. You do. You keep do. buying the shirts and T-shirts, whatever they're called. You, um, you do realise now that the people divided 50-50. Well, I support Adam, although <laughs> I don't support directly any football the, team. It means I'm a supporter of uh, the, Bradford City. I'm taking care of one of the fans. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll, be people, there'll be people agreeing with you and there'll be people saying... Not agreeing with that. Oh, no. Football's divisive, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart always goes out to a Bradford City fan. <laughs> so you, now you've actually been to a football match. Oh yeah, with my book. Just, I go with him you, and you I went, sit you next to him. You went with your book. Was it uh, your poetry? Was it a reading book or were you writing there? Were you just reading through the? No, match? reading. So, so you went to, to see Bradford. I think City. at the beginning of each relationship, you really try to accommodate <laughs> the person. So, oh, you really? I'm really interested. Not saying that he would be disappointed. But um, and I tried um, to see if this is for me, but it wasn't. So so you sat in the terraces, reading your book. Yeah, they are screaming, are standing up, clapping. Go on, city, and I'm reading. <laughs> so I, I think it got worse. So I've decided to not go in, to not go to the stadium. I just read at home instead of taking the book now, did there. You, did you go in the hat and scarf? Did, you, did they manage to get you in the hat and scarf, or did you ever wear the Bradford City scarf? Uh, I never wore anything. No. But he goes with my son. You never wore anything. And <laughs> no. And then um, they wear shirts. He's a he's a he's very passionate and About he really. Um, well. 
you know? Yeah, huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, but how we get, how we got here? So yeah, I was saying he he loves football. I don't. Uh, I come home and I watch documentaries about Iraq War, uh, about North Korea, uh, things like this. And he wants to watch, I don't know, uh, zombie movies. So <laughs> we never get to watch anything together. We go to cinema. O- but opposites attract, Samar. Oh, you think? Well, it must do. Bradford, so Bradford if it's really City attracted family. to me, that means we are very different. It's good then. Yeah, because because <laughs> zombie movies and Bradford City, yeah, a bit of a likeness there. And, um, <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna tell him and, that. And, and he's listening. <laughs> and you're watching documentaries on Iraq War. So and, yeah, uh, and Korea. So he likes cycling. He got me into cycling. So, so you like a little bit of cycling. You've done a little bit of cycling. Oh yeah, I know. I and did. he's still cycling. Yes, we cycled from uh, Shipley to Leeds once. And back. But I went to Ayani the same night. <laughs> you did what, sorry? Because my satellite thing was very high or very short. Yes. And I said, I heard myself something bad happened. And me being me, I took it too far. And I said, I need to be seen uh, by someone and tell me I haven't hurt myself. Um, so I did cycle in. Uh, for about five hours or so. <laughs> then I went to Annie to say hello to doctors um, <laughs> and get checked over. But uh, I was saying, so we are very, very different. But he's been very supportive. He he gave me his ears when I want to talk about something. And however, poor man, when he wants to talk about football. <laughs> you don't well, listen. I, I, won't, I won't listen, no. no. I love it. <laughs> Adam, you have my you have my deepest sympathy. <laughs> and if you want, if you want to meet up, I mean, we haven't actually met now. I've known Samar for a number of years. I'm I'm sure that um, you know she's. He told has you, a lot of strength. She's um, to be know, with me. Yeah, she's told you she's coming over to Sunny Silsden to uh, you know to meet up with one of her friends and poetry friends and all that sort of thing. But we'll go for a pint if you want. We'll, we'll talk football. Yeah, yeah. My heart can. goes out to you. No, I'm only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Let's share. Or you can share another poem, Samar. So this is a poem that I wrote um, May 2020. And it was... um, 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 After the breakup I had with the peace activist and also um, the police officer from Brazil. And that really affected me because I think that that love contributed to the love Mm -hmm. for language... We had a lot in common, and I think been living through lockdown memories and the impossibility of having a world where you can just put your trainers on and go for walk. I think everything came together, mm-hmm. and I needed as much as writing so to get over my sorrows. Raft, مانند دستمالی در باد مانند اتکلون از شیشه عطر مانند ماه در پشت پرده هایی کشیده شده مانند کودکیم از تقویم دیواری رفت اینگونه عشق تو رفت Disappeared Like a handkerchief in the wind Like a cologne from the bottle of perfume Like the moon behind the closed curtains Like my childhood from the calendar hung on the wall Disappeared this is how your love disappeared. Absolutely beautiful, Samar. And I'll tell you what we're going to do there now. <laughs> we're going to tease the podcast listeners. Oh, well. Because we're going to end it there. 
Yeah. We're going to end it, but it's not over. So people will be thinking, wow, mm. what a beautiful, poetic you. person you are and wanting more. Thank you. And more they will have, but they'll have to wait <laughs> while next week. But listeners, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will download. You have been listening to the Writer's Bookshelf Gingerlicious Company presents, and my guest has been the intoxicating mm-hmm. Samar Shaddad. And that is Samar Shaddad. That's only part one. So please... Imagine part two now. Where you're going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait about two, two and a half minutes to uh, before we go into uh, part two. That's the brilliance of uh, being in control of the podcast. But as always, it has been an absolute pleasure and thank you for your continued support. If you like what you have been listening to and you want to find out a little bit more, get to the website, daviddriverauthor.com. Thank you for listening and you will be listening to more of myself and Samar mm-hmm. next week on part two. Thank you and goodbye for now.